Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, including Fritzy. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Your opportunity to take part in the program. Operator Tyler standing by. He'll take your phone calls. 877-3DP-SHOW. By the way... The uh, Dan's deals, I extended this to tonight it ends at 10 Eastern. No, no. Uh, no. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Last chance. That's it. Seton goes, no, this is going to end on Friday. I go, no, it's not. We're going to end it Monday night. You said like hell it is. It's going to end when I say it ends. Yes. Really great brands, handpicked by us, products we think you'll love for the holidays, great uh, gifts. All deals are 50 to 60% off, but... Limited quantities ends tonight at 10 Eastern. That's it. You can get most of your holiday shopping done in one stop at danpatrick.com. This program brought to you by, as always, Simply Safe Home Security. What's up, Holmes? Get up to 50% off your Simply Safe system, fast protect plan at simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Chris Fowler. He will join us 30 years ago. We started college game day on the road, and Chris was right there with Coach Corso. Craig James, there's a trivia question for you. He was there before Kirk Herbstreet. So uh, Chris Fowler, one of the great voices of college football, will stop by here. Technically, I started the whole thing. In a little bit. Hall of Famer Steve Young will join us a little bit later on as well. Eagles at the Chiefs. The Chiefs minus three tonight, according to DraftKings. We'll recap the uh, college football weekend. Browns beat the Steelers. Lions over the Bears. The Niners are back. The Bills are back. The Broncos are mm. back. Pseudo back. A lot of field goals. Not enough touchdowns. Okay. But bottom they, line was what, Todd? They won their fourth straight, and they're remarkably better than they were in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Russ is cooking. Broncos dangerous. Who's who's with any, well, maybe uh, like, is he with you? In the hunt. <laughs> Would you rather be a Bronco fan or a Charger fan today, Todd? Much rather be a Bronco. Okay. All right. So things could get worse. And uh, Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers for the time being, uh, was asked about his defense yesterday, and it got a little tense. I have full confidence, like I, t- I told you, and like I told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently. 
okay? And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. All righty. Just a follow-up, Coach, real quick. <laughs> the defensive Now, calls. who's calling the defense? I can stop asking it, but I'm not going to. So yeah. what about that? Yeah. Uh, poll question is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? By the way, this is an average Green Bay team. This is where there's no snow. Weather wasn't an issue. And, you know, it's not the frozen tundra yet. You know, Chargers got to get a win here. You know? Got to be able to play four quarters for a change. All right, Seton, what kind of poll question are we going with? Uh, Dan, we're going with one of our favorites. Who had the worst weekend? Ooh. We love to start the the week off on a negative. Negative, yeah, yeah. Who had the worst Ooh. weekend? Um, well, Florida State had a tough one. Yeah, you win, but you lose your Heisman candidate. And I wonder now. I don't understand how you know the human element comes in. Florida State is not as good today as they were on Saturday when you lose. You know your great quarterback here. Will the rankings reflect that? That Florida, or do they have to wait until Florida State plays a game or two before they decide where they're going to put them in the rankings? So they are top four, top five team. You take your quarterback out of the equation. That's what I'm curious about. Link talk Chris Fowler about that. What else, Seaton? Why doesn't uh, not to go off on a tangent here? But why doesn't college football try to figure out a better way to do this? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like. Every five years or seven years, they have a better way of doing it. We just haven't gotten to the five or seven years where they're going to figure out how to do it again because now we have the 12-team playoff coming in next year. So you have the committee, and they all get together, and then they spit out all this information. Spokesperson goes on the mothership on Tuesday night and explains everything, and then we move on to the next week. That's the system. Yes, Paul. Dan, as a huge college football fan, the last thing I want to do is that college football figures it out and has a clean system for a playoff format. Because if they did, we'd have nothing to talk about. The NFL's you know regimented. You win, you're in. You don't, you're out. The Florida State story is fantastic. Do you give, put him in on resume or current state of competitiveness for the national title picture? Because Vegas looks at it one way, and committee members sometimes look at resume. Yeah. Uh, who well, else is on their seat? Would we rather... More sports adopt this method, or is it just unique to college football? I think it's unique to college football. Uh, it, it's like when you're judging gymnastics or figure skating. You're like, uh, that was a 10. A 10? Or a, a boxing match. Wait, who won that round? You're, you're not quite sure. Wait, are we watching the same game? And, you know, that... Uh, that Russia said it was a 9. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I had it as a 10. Who else is on the list? Today? Uh, the Steelers are on the list, Dan. They didn't have a great weekend. All right, you lose to a third-string quarterback, and that defense is still great, and you can't score any points. Granted, Cleveland's defense is really good as well, but you know, given the news, Deshaun Watson's out. Dorian Thompson Robinson, his you know second start, first start was terrible, and goes in there and just manages the game. That is a bad loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give credit to the Browns. I'm, I'm going to give credit there. I know we're, we're skewing negative to start. Infighting. It's always fun. Okay. Uh, let's see. You have, uh, well, Brandon Staley, he's had a bad weekend yeah. for about three years straight. It, it seems like. Yes. It, it feels like there's been speculation about his future for quite some time. And... You're probably going to have an opening there. Imagine, 
Now, now I don't know what happens at USC with Lincoln Riley. They're not going to fire him, but would he take another job? Chip Kelly had the win against USC. Are they going to fire him, even though his record has been average there at UCLA? Then you have the Chargers probably going to have an opening there as well. Okay. Which feels like not a story anymore. The, the Chargers, Chargers are, they might have an opening soon. Yes. Yeah. Who else is on the list? Uh, well, the New York Giants. They <laughs> that are is, sort of a living bad weekend. That's a horrible win. <laughs> what are you doing? You got Tommy DeVito. Use guys. Us guys. Hey, use guys. Beats use guys. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> yes, Paulie. A week ago, Dan, your New York Giants were settled in in the two spot for the NFL draft. What was, are you doing? It was Drake May, Caleb Williams. Your problems are solved. Now they're in the five spot. Terrible win. Terrible. DeVito. DeVito. Did we find out if Marissa Tomei's character and my cousin Vinny, wasn't her last name DeVito? Yes, Mark. Her full name was Mona Lisa Vito. Oh, Vito. Uh, oh, Mona darn it. Lisa Vito. Mona Lisa Vito. <laughs> you weren't positive. <laughs> she was great, wasn't she? She was spectacular Oof. in that movie. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Doesn't have pause attraction. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Who else is on uh, that list, Seton O'Connor? There one more, Dan. The yeah. media that buried Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you should apologize. My favorite thing. Yeah. To look back after the fact and point out everyone that was wrong. Not us. Just everyone else. No, no. Even though Russ hasn't come on the show all season long. Is this is this option, Paul? <laughs> Suggesting that they weren't deserving of getting buried. Yes, fair question. We should have been more patient with them and been like, "Yeah, let them write the ship." Yeah, a little bit. I think you know when you have a brand new coach like Sean Payton, who has a pretty good track record, and Russell Wilson, who had ten like Pro Bowl type seasons and one really bad one. You'd think you'd be patient, but you could find articles from a month ago that said, we read those articles. We read them. Sean Payton, uh, the NFL has passed him by. He, this was the wrong hire for when the Broncos. Do you, when do you bench Russ? Yep. Can How you do get, you get out of his contract? Yep. All of those things. Five weeks ago. You members of the media. you. And, and we were like, you guys are crazy. I said, this hey. This is going to turn around <laughs> sometime around uh, week 11. No, we definitely This didn't. is going to turn around. You guys are crazy. We were somewhere in between. We're like, ooh, it's ugly. <laughs> but let's not go scorched earth. Uh, we're, we're, so, we're, le- we're warm takers. There was... Geno Smith and the the Seahawks were bawling. They were absolutely lights out, and Russell Wilson and the Broncos were terrible. Yeah, they were terrible. Lying in wait. Well, we've had a few of those stories this year. Those Colorado Buffaloes. I still don't think that it's a good sign that the coach was finally like, "Hey, Russ, stop playing and just do what I want." And then, hey, look, we right right righted the ship. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that that's a positive either. Well, it feels like he is managing him a lot more. That that there's almost uh, not a pitch count, but it feels that way. Of you know, Sean Payton is managing every. No, we're not diving in with Bronco no diving analysis. In. The winning cures no, a lot of things. I know, but you were not on the bandwagon. I was not. I thought you it was were a member of the media that yes. you know. One in five. There was no reason to believe that all of a sudden they were going to go on any kind of winning streak. Yeah. And it could still end in disaster. There's seven more games to be played. They're five and five. They're in the hunt in the middle of a bunch of average teams right now. 
They could have easily lost the Bills and Vikings game. Easily won 27-23 instead of 34-35. No, but what would we be saying today if they just barely lost to the Bills and just barely lost to the Vikings? It could have gone either way. They're gonna go 11 for 16, three picks instead of. They'd be three and seven right now. We'd be saying the same things we said about the one and five team. You lose 70 to 20 instead of 20. (laughs) Hey, he made fun of Hackett, then he got killed 70 to 20. Explain that. All right. It's your team. It's your team. I know. They, were, they had a punt fest for a very long time and constant I sacks. tried to get you to take them against the Buffalo Bill. No, they're the Broncos they're 70 to 20 to the Dolphins? They did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's years uh, ago. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that was like not even. <laughs> Feels like that. Not even this season. Um, oh, by the way, congratulations. Mm-hmm. How about a positive? How about a positive? Why? What? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Why? Yeah, we're going to. No, we're going to do a positive. Here's Jerry Jones. Oh, my God. But I will say this. It was magical the time we had together. And I want you to know something. On December the 30th of 1923, you're going in the Dallas Cowboy Ring. Yeah. I hope it's 2023. What did I say? 2023. Well, it is 2023. We want to get this real clear. Okay, three weeks from now. All righty. Finally, finally, Jimmy Johnson has done enough to get into the coveted Ring of Honor with the Dallas Cowboys. Did he have a good show on Fox? Like, what did he do recently? Where you go? Nope. Now you get into the Ring of Honor. There, Jimmy. Congratulations. Cowboys are on the road in Carolina, and all of a sudden, now is where Jerry brings in Jimmy Johnson into the ring of honor. Congratulations, Jimmy. Well-deserved. Yes, Todd. It does seem like 100 years ago that he should have been allowed into the (laughs) ring of honor, so I understand the little slip-up there. It does. No, you're absolutely right. But I'm going, oh, my God. Why? Why now? I mean, thankfully, they're doing it while they're still alive. One's 81 and one's 80. Yeah, Paul. Was Jerry Jones trying to wait out Jimmy Johnson? <laughs> I, and I'm barely kidding. It breaks my heart to have to do he's this like, now. Once Jimmy turned 80, he's like, maybe he's not going to. Maybe he's sticking around for a while. I better put him in the ring of honor. Hey, nobody's having a better life than Jimmy Johnson. Right. There's no stress. So it's not like, you know, I think Jerry's like, he's, you know, he's going to outlive me. Yeah. But great, he's going into the ring of honor. He's been in the Yachting Magazine ring of honor for decades. (laughs) Drinking beer. Yes. Fishing ring of honor. Margaritaville. Yeah. Yeah, he can be the new Jimmy Buffett. So congratulations. It's finally, Jerry finally figured out that now's the time. Why? I have no idea. I'd love to know. I'd love to, you know, when Jerry leaves and then all of a sudden the Fox guys get together and Terry or Howie or Strahan goes, wait, what the hell is that all about? Yes, Tom. Imagine if Jimmy would have put him on the spot right there and then. Well, I'm going to ask the question that everybody wants to know. Why now, Jerry? (laughs) Just put him on the spot right there. What if he said, you know what? I don't think I'm ready to do it now. How about about we wait until next year? Can we do it next year? December 30th, you're going into the Ring of Honor. I'm going to pass, actually, on that honor. I got the, I got the gold jacket. I don't I'm need the, the Cowboys. I'm in the Hall of Fame, Jerry. I actually had a vacation book <laughs> for that weekend. I'm but. going fishing. I'm going fishing. All right. Uh, Chris Fowler will join us. We will uh, get to your phone calls, as we always do every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. And uh, Steve Young, the Hall of Famer, will join us coming up, final hour of the program. We're back after this Monday edition. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. Chris Fowler on loan from College Game Day. 
30 years ago this week, started college game day on the road. Boy, that has become a, it's like a boy band on the road. He'll join us coming up. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. Um, Justin Herbert has lost 14 games by three points or less. That's the most by any quarterback through their first four seasons in the last 70 years. Woo! Ow! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! This is the stat of the day! I am weirdly fascinated by Iowa football. Iowa has a good record. And if they would have allowed that punt return, I believe that was against Minnesota, you got a team with one loss. But they squeaked out a win against Illinois 15-13. And the reason why I'm fascinated is because on the gambling podcast, Dylan, the graphics guy, has taken Iowa every game this year and the under. And he's done really well. Since the start of last season, Iowa has played in 12 games with a combined score under 30. No other FBS team has played more than six such games over that span. Yes, Paul. Iowa at Nebraska this weekend. Uh, Nebraska is actually given a point and a half in this shootout. The over-under is? 31 and a half. Unbelievably, 26 and a half. Oh, my God. It's getting lower. They're, they're trying to get the money to go to the other side. They're getting killed. At some point, there has to be a shootout here, right? Kind of Illinois, there was, what, would they almost get 30 between them? They got 28. That's, that's the under again. It's like a Big 12 game for them. Somebody should be getting 30 on their own. They're going to be in the Big 10 title game. I know. Isn't that wild? Yes, Marvin. I don't watch much Iowa football. Are they like the 2000 Ravens? <laughs> no. uh, they lost their best defensive player. And that defense has uh, been a great defense consistently. But when the coach has to fire his son, who's the offensive coordinator, when Kirk Ferentz, I think he was told to fire his son. Son? Or he's, uh, I, don't, I don't even know. I, it might have been coach, come in here. He probably didn't say son. But I think the athletic director jumped in and said, you got to fire your son. Yes, Paul. But did you see the offense of Iowa respond to that this weekend with 15 yes, points? Yes, they did. That's how you motivate an offense, Dan. <laughs> fire some people. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, I'll start out with you, Buddha. San Francisco, good morning. What up, DP? Good morning, boys. Let's ride, Fritzy. Uh, Dan, I got some congratulations to throw around. Keep it positive. Uh, congratulations, you guys mentioned it, to Jimmy Johnson going into the Ring of Honor finally. Congratulations to Phil Rivers, Dan, having his 10th child. Yeah, I saw that. that. I saw that. Yeah. And, uh, and then, Dan, you also mentioned this. I was laughing about it. But did you notice that Robert Sala yesterday, clean shaven dan mm-hmm. he, he took he, he took the prop and shaved it off that was awesome congratulations to him yeah that was a good move but uh best of the weekend dan me and marvis niners doing work at home and cleaning up the uh the mess that was and just taking care of baker and the bucks and uh worst of the weekend dan the chargers i it's not like they've been doing it like just this year dan or last year it's been years like plural years I mean, they just find a way to lose every game. It's just truly unbelievable, DP. Yeah, thank you, Buddha. You're right. You watch, and you're. it's almost as if you know how it ends. You don't know how it's going to be written. You know, it's Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise lives, and then they do another Mission Impossible. Chargers lose, but how did they lose? How did Tom Cruise survive? 
it's just that's a that'll be a coveted job. There's a lot of talent there. I know Bosa got hurt, but at some point you got to figure this out. And you know the coach will pay the price here. But it feels like he's been on the hot seat for two years now. You got a, a really good quarterback, but at some point you, that you know if you're going to be a top five quarterback, you have to win these games somehow, some way. And if your defense isn't playing well, you then you have to play even better. That falls on the quarterback. It just does. It goes along with the territory. You, know, you get too much credit, you get too much blame. And that might be the case in this situation. By the way, odds, according to DraftKings, MVP right now. Who is the favorite? Now, this is going to change probably after tonight, but... Anybody want to guess MVP odds? Who's the leading candidate? I'm going to go to you, Seton O'Connor. MVP, who is the favorite? Patrick Mahomes. Nope, he's third. That's a Marvin? Tua. He is fourth. Todd? MVP right now. MVP according to DraftKings. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is fifth. Pauly? Lamar Jackson? He's second. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, you did it. (laughs) Wow, that was impressive. (laughs) That took five guesses. (laughs) We we know our football. Chris Fowler knows his football. Segway. Chris just called the uh, game between Washington and Oregon State. Rivalry week. He's calling Florida State and Florida 7 Eastern on the mothership. Also, 30 years of college game day on the road. Chris joining us now. What was it like 30 years ago? Do I get five guesses for everything you asked me? I just want to make three. We had the ground. If you want to. What was the first road trip? 1993, uh, number one versus number two at Notre Dame, Florida State, uh, Bowden versus Holtz. Uh, It was an epic kind of regular season game we had been waiting for. We had been lobbying to get the show on the road for a while in the regular season. Nobody really wanted to spend the money. That matchup kind of justified it, and uh, it, it was it was pretty cool. We, we didn't know what we were doing out there in South Bend, but we, we stumbled on it, and we got through it, and it was the birth. But what? when did you know it was something? It, more than just, hey, we're taking SportsCenter on the road or you know NFL primetime. When did it become well, like, uh-oh? We had done it in bowl games, but that wasn't the same thing as doing it on a campus. Yeah. So once we felt the energy, the pep rally at Notre Dame Friday night is pretty wild. Uh, you know, of course, so said he wanted to change his pick after watching the energy at Notre Dame's <laughs> campus on Friday night, but ended up going with the alma mater, uh, incorrectly in that case. But now, Dan, is in 94, 95, we took it on the road, uh, more regularly and these crowds began to build because that first day. It's in the lobby of the Hall of Fame. People had wandered in Saturday. To, Let's check out some trophies. Where's the rock need to split? What's, what the hell's going on over here? Is this a TV show? They really stumbled in, like, not knowing what they were seeing. Uh, game they didn't have a very high profile back then. And, but still, you could tell once the game was over, and they all spilled back in there to celebrate. Holtz storms out of his office and up on the set and just arrives unannounced and sits down and takes a victory lap. I mean, we knew at that point that to be there on a campus for these big games uh, was going to be something. We also knew we had a lot to learn how to stage it. All right, let me uh, dive into college football this weekend. Actually, let's fast forward to tomorrow night. How does the committee look at Florida State now with, you know, Florida State losing their quarterback? Uh, How do you you kind of process the resume and then forecast what you think they're going to be? 
they're supposed to ignore what they think Florida State's going to be with, with Tate Rodemaker and others uh, trying to fill in for Travis because he can't really replace him. Mm. So they're going to look at the resume. The resume is good. I do think Florida State fans have a right to be a little bit concerned. Um, number one, because they don't have these big wins down the stretch. Yeah, okay, it's a rivalry game in Gainesville. I'm going to call that game on Saturday, but the Gators have, have staggered and, and, and they're, they're just playing to get to six and six. And then Louisville, a good team, the committee seems to like them, but they haven't really played a heavyweight schedule themselves. And then is beating Louisville in the ACC championship game, if it's close, is that going to get them over the hump if they're competing against other teams with, with great resumes? You'd like to think they would not downgrade the current team based on not having their quarterback. Uh, they say they don't, but we'll see. I go back to what was it, 2014 with Ohio State, JT Barrett, and then Cardale Jones came in and you know kept them in the playoffs, uh, kept them relevant. I don't know if that'll be the situation here with Florida. That's what you point to. That's yeah. what you point to if you're Mike Norvell. That's the best possible example. And he remember Cardale Jones was third string at the beginning of the season because it was supposed to be Braxton Miller's team, and he got hurt, and, and Barrett takes over. And that's the best example. Now, I don't know if, if Tate Rodemaker is Cardell Jones, but I do know that the Knowles have some great pieces around him. I mean, Jamel, Jamel Holloway, remember he came in and, and as a freshman replaced Troy Aikman and, and took him to the national championship running a totally different offense. They yeah. redid the offense for him. And in the NFL, you know, there's been many examples of backups coming in and doing great things and Brady on down the line. It's a different thing than college, but you know, I, I think they've got enough to get through the next two games. And if they get in the bracket, you know, I, they, they'd have their hands full. But uh, if Travis was a special player. I feel awful. He wasn't one of these guys that transferred in, Dan, and was there for like eight months. Five years yeah. at Florida State. Five yeah. years through some really, really tough times. And uh, that was a tough one for those of us that love the sport and know him to watch him card it off like that. How interesting is Michigan? Uh, now what's happened, are, are they interesting off the field any longer? When Harbaugh got there, they've been interesting, man. It was always interesting to cover Michigan because it, it was such a unusual experience. He was just so quirky all the time that you, you never sort of knew what you're going to get. But, um, I mean, yeah, of course it's super compelling. I mean, the fact that they have pulverized Ohio State the last couple of years um, completely manhandled them after halftime. I know they're going into that game thinking – the blueprint works, right? We, we beat him in a submission a couple of years ago. And last year, um, 28-3 after halftime, they, they think they're the tougher, more physical team. And, you know, that gets Ryan Day all fired up. And that's <laughs> there's plenty of motivation on their side. But, hey, that's where that came from. That's where the thing came from, that Ohio State wasn't tough enough at the line of scrimmage to beat these big teams. was the, the Michigan games the last couple of years. So they've, they've got the opportunity to to flip the script, but it won't be easy. What about off the field? Yeah, I mean, listen, you people act like Harbaugh is be, sitting out because they have to punish the program, or at least the Big Ten felt like they had to answer to the 13 other teams and levy some punishment. Um, and they've been making do without him. But listen, I, you know, the sign-stealing thing is fascinating. I've had conversations with coaches the last few weeks about is it how big a thing is it? If you're an offensive coach, they think it's a huge thing. I mean, Lincoln Riley says there were double-digit points on Saturday if they have your signals. Other defensive coaches say, well, it depends on how much time you have to react. Is it really that big an edge? I mean, there's a difference of opinion among coaches, but what they're united on is if you're going to record it, if you're going to take it to that degree, 
then you've gone way too far. And and when you break the rules consistently, um, systematically, and effectively, you're going to get punished more than somebody else. You can't say, hey, well, what about them? No, no, you did it way differently than they did, allegedly. Talking to Chris Fowler, ABC Saturday Night Football, uh, Washington and Oregon State this uh, past weekend. He's got Florida State, Florida coming up this week on the mothership. Uh, better team, not better resume, better team, Washington, Oregon. Oregon. I mean, I, UW fans are going to hate me saying that. I, I called the game in Seattle, um, but I think that Oregon has been has been consistently dominant. I mean, it's very close to me. I mean, I, I think that Washington is still really hard to beat because – they got a bunch of dudes who are going to be playing on Sunday who, who, who pitch it and catch it. And, and they know how to come up with big plays when they need it. But, but I think Oregon would be favored in the rematch. And I hope we get to see it. I would love to be there in Vegas for that one uh, with a playoff bid on the line. I mean, it's a hatred game anyway. Uh, but I think they'd be favored probably close to a touchdown. And they're that impressive, I think, since the loss. Where do you stand on uh, the Heisman race? I mean, I mean, I, I don't like to talk about it because you got to be the one standing there to interview the winner. <laughs> never, I never. You're not going to get my ballot out of me. You're and you never know. open the envelope, right? You never know what's no, in. No, no, no. <laughs> They've got someone from the Heisman Trust. I, I, I know in the commercial break before, and I don't want to know before that. Okay, it's dumb to sit there and like look at the finalists and it, I, you know, make eye contact. <laughs> you don't want to know until the last second, but I, I do want to know in the commercial break before in case the, the result goes some totally unexpected direction and I'm standing there having to think of questions. But you know, I, I think that it's interesting. I mean, you know, Nick's has some very, very interesting stats and in Oregon has obviously been a powerhouse team. I don't know how you can be more impressive as a quarterback than what Jaden Daniels has done at LSU. I don't know how you can play better than that. Yeah. I mean, as a thrower and a runner, they've got three losses. They're not going to be playing on championship Saturday. Um, he's got to light up Texas A&M. you got to take up every chance you get. But, I mean, to me, he's had an amazing season that's been overlooked because or, uh, LSU just hasn't been a playoff team. Yeah, I, I think Penix's story is, is pretty remarkable with what he's done with Washington as well. And Bo Nix with you know, transferring from Auburn and what he's done as well. Yeah, I'm kind of torn here. I mean, I, Marvin Harrison Jr. might be the best player, but... I don't think, you know, he's going to win the high, unless he did something incredible against Michigan. Well, he's got to do that. He, he was the best player on the field, and it made a difference in Ohio State's biggest game. Well, now this is a much bigger game. Can he be the best player on the field and make a difference? You know, he had three catches last week. They didn't need him. Against, and against a lot of opponents, if he weren't there, the result is totally the same. Not wow. to discount what he's done. He's been brilliant. I think Roma Dunze of Washington, what Penix's major target is, is a surefire NFL star. He's had a great season, he's too. Fun. Brock Bowers might be the best player in the country at any position if he's healthy all year. But again, he's a tight end. And this is a quarterback sport. And I spend 50% of my time when I analyze a team every week looking at the quarterback analytics and every situational thing you can think of because that's really what decides games, right? How is the QB on third down? How is he in the red zone? It's come from Sunday down to Saturday. And you just have to acknowledge that the sport is largely based on their performance. So why wouldn't the Heisman go to the guy at that position? 12-team playoff next year. Any downside? Um, I think there's unintended consequences and people who think that this is a chance for all those who've been overlooked and ignored to get in. You get, you got like an 18 team Big Ten. You got an expanded SEC with OU in Texas. 
where do you think the majority of those playoff bids are going to go? I mean, they're going to go to SEC three and four, Big Ten three and four. It's going to fill the bracket up. And people are going to realize that no matter what you do, you're probably still going to have the same heavyweight program standing at the end. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of games down the stretch. But instead of determining whether they're in the bracket, it's going to be about seeding and home field. That's what the NFL is, right? So if you if you like that model, you'll like the college model. If, if you think that college should be distinct from the NFL, um, you're going to be appalled at some of the changes because regular season games flat out just won't mean as much. They, they just won't. You you know, you, you think Alabama's ever going to miss the playoff? <laughs> you think Georgia's not going to be there? Yeah. Why I say Michigan, they're going to all be in there every single year. So, uh, Should Lincoln Riley be on the hot seat? No. No, but I think they need, there needs to be some soul searching either by him or, or um, the staff. I mean, they, they, you have to you have to become obsessed with defense if you're him. You've got to simply address the fact that defenses have not been good enough. And, and it, it's it's tough when you people see a guy like Caleb Williams come to USC and he's going to leave without winning a conference championship. It was like Drake May, probably the best quarterback Carolina's ever had, not going to win an ACC championship while he's there. And, and you just hate to waste a generational type talent because the team isn't complete enough. So you need to make the team more complete. You need to you need to get much much better in the trenches. But I don't I don't put him on the hot seat. I mean they've got uh, they've tried through NIL to get better in the trenches. They didn't ignore it, but they just got a lot of work to do. Before I let you go, since we're celebrating 30 years of College Game Day, whose idea was it for Coach Corso to put on the headgear? His. I mean, it, it started out with kind of a. a a baseball hat or something lame and then it was a helmet and then then the ohio state game uh where he famously saw brutus buckeye's head asked for it they politely said no uh and then they negotiated it because because kirk herb street's wife allison was was part of the cheerleading team that's that's a true story and and they finally convinced them and the minute he put it on you talk about a light bulb moment we didn't know with the first road show but you knew with the first headgear pick oh like this is a thing, and and you know, this many decades later, it is part of pop culture. But that that was the first one, and and uh, I mean, look, Dan, it's tough. I mean, Lee Corso, before he went through his struggles with the stroke, was you know this, what was a a dynamic electric performer. I mean, he was nobody like him, and there never will be anybody like him again. He was so quick and, and so instinctively funny and razor sharp in, in, in that kind of show business way. And he thought of it, lightning struck that day and and, and the rest is history. But I, I, I'm sad that there's generations of viewers that have seen, you know, Lee courageously struggle with this situation. I, I, it, it's deeply moving to me. It's powerful what he's had to battle through. But I, I hope people also go to YouTube and understand that, that for a couple decades, that's why game day in large part got to where it was because of uh, you know his ability to sort of create and spark and be an entertainer. Well put. My best to the family. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, safe, yeah. safe travels there, buddy. We'll, crew there. we'll do it again. Thank you, bud. That's uh, Chris Fowler, College Game Day, 30 years ago. And I was at the mothership. But we didn't think anything of it. It's like, oh, the college uh, show is, that little show is going on the, oh, they're going to South Bend. And they weren't even out where the masses were. And then I I remember that it was Coach Corso, and it was a headgear that he put on, and it maybe was the Ohio State game where 
then all of a sudden they became a thing. But I just remember when it first started, and you know, I'm caught up in Sports Center, and uh, it's like, oh, that's nice. They get to go on the road. And then all of a sudden, the road welcomed them like a boy band. And they never looked back. I watched, you know, James Madison. By the way, my most must-win game of the weekend was James Madison. Hello. 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 Oh-oh. All right. Let me take a break. Uh, Getting a little long-winded here. Play of the day up next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or, I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Eagles at the Chiefs tonight. Chiefs giving three. Over under 45 and a half, according to DraftKings. We'll talk to Steve Young coming up a little bit. Uh, Luciano in Brooklyn joining us. Hey, Luciano, welcome back. Morning, couple. Hey, man. 
Look at the Yukon legend sitting there looking all fresh. Peace, King, what else, say? <laughs> and, of course, to the good fellas, Todd, Seed, and Polly, what's it about, baby? That's about... Uh... All, right, um... <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mr. Patrick, I got to tell you, my brother, first of all, I'm in a fantastic mood. You could probably tell by my voice. Um, uh, since uh, we made you couple regime of the barbershop debates, yeah. my weekly envelopes have been extra fat. And business has never been so good. So as I'm sitting here right now in the Bellagio Hotel looking over the Las Vegas Strip, it is, uh, what is it, 8.25 in the morning. Yeah. I'm literally holding the cup halfway filled with Keeper's Hearts Irish American Whiskey because it is Brooklyn certified. And I want to say we salute you. And, uh, you know, we, we appreciate everything you're doing, Skipper. Well, thank you. Thank you, Luciana. I like that. A little road trip. Yeah, uh, up to the uh, Las Vegas Strip. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> we'll be out there for the Super Bowl. Uh, let's make way for the Hall of Famer, Steve Young. And uh, let me see. Do I run down all these? You got three Super Bowl uh, rings from the Niners, Super Bowl MVP, two-time MVP, former ESPN analyst. Anything else? Did I leave out anything here? Dan, you got it. Okay. No, no, no one at my house cares anyway, so don't worry about it. Really? No, no, they don't. The football's not. Although the girls, remember, I coached uh, their flag football this fall, and the girls suddenly, like yesterday, they're like, why is he waving his arm when the punt? I'm like, it's a fair catch. <laughs> it's a fair catch. You don't know what a fair catch is? You know, like, no, what does that mean? Like, oh, wow. So that's that has been fun. But that the girls are, you know, kind of interested in it. Do the dads, though, they know who you are, so they geek out when they meet you? <laughs> uh, it, it depends, you know. I mean, there's 49 faithful. You know, we live we live in the area. You know, I always said if uh, if I got in trouble, I'd uh, I'd drive to Modesto immediately. They'd protect me. So there's a lot of good people around here. I never thanked you publicly. At least I don't think so. When we were on the sidelines, when the Steelers beat the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, and Ben got the <laughs> ball for the two minute drill, mm -hmm. and I'm going to hand out the trophy, and you're right there next to me. And you were doing play-by-play -play as if you were quarterbacking the Steelers, and it's one of the, it's one of the more wonderful moments I've had in broadcasting because we I'm, we're all thinking like what's Ben thinking or going to do, and you're you're telling me what he should do, or oh my God, that was unbelievable, and mm. then he leads him down for the touchdown. Yeah, it was great. And then I never saw you after that. It's, but I, 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 it was wonderful. It was. Yeah. But he made it. I thought he should have been MVP. I mean, he, he, to do that with the game on the line like that after what uh, Kurt Warner just did. I mean, that was a very underrated Super Bowl. It felt like super underrated. And uh, and the throw of the corner to win it was like. I mean, it was it was a magical little. I mean, we, we you and I were standing right there. We're like three feet away. Yeah. And uh, and it's to me, it's fun in the NFL if you can be down on the field uh, because that's kind of it's easy to do it from the booth because you can, you know, but but to be in the guts of it and then and then react like, you know, as if you were playing it because you're, you know, you the visibility on the field is a little bit reduced. From <laughs> the stand, you know, I mean, I, I find myself now. I'll be at one of the high school game or something watching the stands. I'm like, please help, throw it, throw it. <laughs> And I can't believe I, I would try, I like I just said to myself, how that where did you come from that you would actually be you'd reduce yourself to being in the stands yelling at a quarterback to throw it? 
You've got to be kidding me after all the years. I was talking about Dak Prescott, that when you're the Cowboys quarterback, you get too much credit, too much blame. And I don't know if there's another fan base that has that much pressure, but can you equate any of that to the 49ers fan base? I know it's not as large as the Cowboys, but... Yeah, well, I mean, Joe Montana did uh, a, a, a number on me to kind of put some so target on me, right? So it's like, you know... you. <laughs> There's a fan base that's uh, – if you think about the Cowboy fan base, the fan base that is, like, uh, hyper-focused is probably about the size of our fan base. So it's like, um, yeah, you quarterback, when, 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 when there's expectation at quarterback, and I don't, not every town has expectations. Around, everyone, like, loves a quarterback. But there's certain towns where the quarterback is everything and only thing. And San Francisco is one of those places. Dallas is one of those places. you got two – you know, both have two first ballot Hall of Famers. You know, they just, they have history. You know what I mean? Where a lot of places don't have history of quarterback. Chicago, you know, you know, like they, they would love a great quarterback, but it's not like they're used to it, right? And so that's why Justin's got such a hill to climb in some ways in a different way. Where if you're in a, you're, you're a 49er or a Cowboy quarterback, the, the hill's already in place. You know, it's good luck. I was watching Zach Wilson yesterday, and uh, an analyst said he goes through his progressions too quickly. And I'm curious about, like, what is too quick and what's not quick enough? Like, that clock that's in your head of what you do. And I think you've talked about this before to me, that you, like, looked, there'd be one read, and then you'd just take it, and then you'd run. Right. <laughs> you had to, you have to go through that, uh, that mental, that clock that's ticking. Uh, you know, uh, there's a pace to it. There's a pace to it, Dan, and you're making a very good point. I was always too fast. You know, I was fast getting back. Bill Walsh used to say, "Look, you got to slow your your drop. You got to slow down because you know we time everything off of back then. The West Coast offense was always about your footwork, decided where you throw the foot throw the football. It's less that way out of the gun shotgun, but your footwork decided it. So you're so fast, you're ready. The team has not the the play is not prepared for you yet and so you had to slow down and you and i think what's what you're describing for zach is a mental slowdown because you're so um look football the quarterbacking is all about adrenaline control when everyone has adrenaline in the game because everyone's full of you know and the eighty thousand people screaming is that can you control your and you actually reduce it as things go crazy as the play goes on your, your adrenaline stays pat or goes down and if you don't, you'll you'll chase it with your your brain goes fast, right? Everything's going fast. Your visibility goes down. It's all the same stuff. Every quarterback fights it. And guys that haven't played very much in the pros, until you can teach yourself that or can kind of go through it enough that that, that happens, you, you end up in a space where you're always racing through it and uh, no and, and the play the play can't you know, the play can't be done in a way that's productive. It's like you're ready to throw it, and then you go to the next guy. He's not ready to throw it because he's supposed to be waiting for the other guy, and then you go through the whole progress. Then you go, then you go to scramble, then you go down, and the coach screams at you, what are you doing? And you're like, well, I did exactly what I was told. Yeah, you did exactly what you were told too fast, and it doesn't work. I think it's a great point. How do you learn to throw a receiver open in the NFL when you normally <laughs> don't have to do that in college? <laughs> Well, less the game has changed a lot with the with the with the you know the the safety rules where you can't you know launch your body as a defender. So the game, there's space, a lot more space. Uh, used to be, I would say, 
you know, in college, every, every receiver is open and in the pros, nobody's open. So that was, the, I would say that in college, everybody's still open, or even more open. And the pros is, eh, they're, they're more open than they've ever been. But anticipatory throwing is what I try to, I, I try to tell other quarterbacks is like, if you don't see that coming, you'll be too late. So then people say, well, wait, now I'm too early. Now I'm too late. It's like, yeah, that's why there's only five guys in the world that can be like, you know, generational talents at this because it's the it's the ability there's you know processing has always been the key elements of nfl quarterback so that's and that processing has to be timely it has to be and then and then to deliver the football that's why you have to have a great brain and a great arm and together you have anticipatory throwing that's what's fun to watch and i i after i retired i I, you know i'd be on the sidelines with you like you described you saw ben or you watch peyton or you watch tom and it's that that was the gift that they all had that everyone else chased, but just they'd have great brains. They didn't have the they have the arm, or they didn't have they never put it all together, or they were too fast, or they were too slow. And there was just the you know that's why I love quarterback, and that's why I love the game. It's like a concerto, right? It's like it's got to be just perfect. It's got the pitch and the feel and the timing has got to be perfect. And when you see great players play, Dan, as you know. You stand behind him in the end zone. I used to love to stand in the goalpost and watch from behind, and you just say, oh, my, that thing came out, and it's just like that. Nothing had happened. By the time the ball was out of his hand, nothing had happened. And then while the ball was in the air, it all happened, and then bam. And there was a, there's something really beautiful about it. He's the Hall of Famer, Steve Young, joining us, Dan Patrick Show. Would you rather have a, a great offensive tackle or a great wide receiver? I mean, that's tough, but your point is that a tackle like Trent Williams of the 49ers, you can see it when he's in the game, when it's not. It's just, it's like a shutdown corner. Would you rather have a shutdown corner or a great edge rusher? And I think you'd probably say, look, a shutdown corner allows the other 10 guys to do things that are just unavailable without it. And so a great tackle, it's the same as a shutdown corner. You now close down a side. And that allows the other 10 guys to do. So if you, if you don't have a Hall of Fame receiver, but you have a Hall of Fame tackle, you're, 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 you're all pro receiver now as a Hall of Fame receiver. Like it elevates everybody. And I think that's why, I think that's the point you're making. I think I agree with that. I mean, Trent Williams is probably, people say he's the greatest football player ever. I've heard that been said. And I can't say that that's not true at this point because he just, I, there's no one that's ever dominated a position like that. Now, you know, Anthony Munoz, you know, there's some great all-pro. Larry uh, Allen. About the Larry Allen. But, but I mean, Trent is unique. He can, on the run and the pass, can just completely dominate a game. And that's why, um, and quarterback, you, you've seen it every week. The only thing that stops quarterbacks in get today's game is pressure because people are open. There are open spaces. And, and then quarterbacks can go run for a free yard. So it's like a fun game to play. I mean, I would. Look, I, I've said it to you before. I'd love to play today. It'd be a lot of fun to go run around and make it happen. But uh, but you can't. The only defense that defending NFL defenses have today is four guys to rush the passer. That's because the game hasn't changed in the pass rush. It's changed in coverage. It's changed in tackling, but it has not changed in pass rushing. The you know the safety protocols have not affected the pass rush, and that's why it's still and that's why it's been leaned into by defensive uh, coordinators and everybody. So we got four guys. And they got to bring the heat because that's our only shot. Are the Niners set at quarterback? I mean, how can you say no at this point? It's unbelievable to me 
that the pro you know, so that the game has always been a processing game, Dan. I mean, and you've got an elite processor, 23-year-old elite processor, and that's you watch it every weekend. But how do you uh, know you have that? I always call it, it's like Star Wars. I always say it's the Force. You know, when Obi-Wan Kenobi turns to Luke Skywalker, you have the Force. And everyone goes, well, what is that? Because it's indescribable. It's this thing that we just talked about. The brain and the ability and the anticipation and the timing and the sense. And it's like a guile. It's a, it's a, and that's why I say it's the force. Like the kid has the force. And, uh, and people, you know, that's why he wasn't, why did you get drafted the last guy in the draft? Because the force is hard to judge. You're just not sure. And, and look, I always say that even Brock doesn't know it until he does it. And then he, and then, you know, kind of wrote, it's a revelation for everybody. And that's true for anyone in the NFL. It all comes to you. Because you you know you say oh I'm great I know I can do it yeah, you're not really until you do it and then it all kind of makes but I maintain that he had a harder time he had to throw people open in college where some of these other quarterbacks probably played with you know C.J. Stroud he didn't have to throw anybody open Brock Purdy had to throw people open at Iowa State so he might well, have been Dad, ready you make the point that Brock is going to have to, he's not the prototype the prototype is Jalen Hurts. C.J. Stroud, who is just, I think, is, is everyone doesn't understand when you watch the tape, he is ahead of the game. He is an anticipatory thrower. Like, that's when you know someone's going to get better and better and better because they have that gift. Yeah. So those are the – Brock can't throw it as late as, as C.J. can, as late as Jalen can because his arm – it's like it's different. So he has to do it in a more – even more guileish ways. I don't know if that's a word, but, like, he has to actually – be ahead, and that's why he's gotten into trouble in the three losses where the ball's coming out. He had the ball has to come out, and that's one of his gifts. But it has to come out so fast and early in the in anticipation that it's like it hasn't fully developed. And where the other guys can hang for the extra quarter of a second, they can watch for a little bit longer, and then they can get out of the pocket, stiff arm a defensive lineman, get out and throw it 60 yards. So Brock's gonna have to do it like it, like if, if CJ or or Jalen's going to take three steps, Brock's going to take five. But he's going to be so efficient and good at it that he's, instead of, you know, he's going to be five for five, where the other guys have to be three for three. So that's just a fact, and he's going to have to do that in the biggest games. And he's going to have to do it coming from behind. The, the NFL today, Dan, every game it feels like comes down the last couple possessions of the fourth quarter. Yeah. That was never the case before. It was always more st uh, stodgy, more uh, thick. It was like you couldn't make that big, the substitutes are scoring like back and forth. It's like the NBA today. You and you've got five guys in the league or six that you give the ball in the hands in the last couple of drives and they will get it done. And uh, and Brock needs to constantly work extra to be one of those guys. But I think he can. Would you have a harder time trying to describe to somebody who had never seen Patrick Mahomes play or Travis Kelsey play? <laughs> They are subtle. It is subtle. It's it's, um, but both of them have the same gift of presence in space, like all the chaos and all. They have a they have a sense of a uh, place in, in 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 motion. And Patrick, I, the first time I saw him play Denver on a Monday night, uh, it was the second game. I say he was scrambling left, and someone's chasing him, and all and all, and then you know. Usually, 
a new quarter, young quarterback, they're hard. now they're, I don't care how settled you are and how present you are, your mind is racing, right? You're scrambling out of the pocket. You're running as hard as you can. You're, you're desperate for someone to be open. And all of a sudden, he kind of settles in and flicks it left-handed, kind of, you know, over a guy's head and, and completion. I'm like, <laughs> you have, that's the ultimate, that you can be in the most incredible moments of adrenaline. And it's like, no, dude, I'm by him. It's peace, bro. Peace. <laughs> You know, and so Travis has the same sense of spatial relationships. You ever notice where he's kind of in between a couple of guys and he kind of just puts his body a certain way and you throw it that and then and, and Patrick feels that and then and then the other thing is when he starts to run, he you'd say he was a lumberer, but he he gains so much space in every every step that it's like he's lumbering right by you. You know? And so there are they're both unique, but Patrick is Pat, and what I love about Patrick Dan is that he recognized that processing and the play out of the huddle is the most valuable thing in the game. And he decided, you know, instead of being Superman, the most important thing I can do to be Superman is to do the basic blocking and tackling of calling the play, dropping back, and getting the ball out of my hand on time. And he started to work at that after the 19 uh, uh, Super Bowl run. He said, look, I can make all the plays. I get that. But I'm not getting over the hump because I'm missing all of those you know, nuts and bolts plays, the, 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 the basics. And so he went back and played basic football, got the ball out, became much more efficient. And what that did was then allowed him, when he did go, to be really Superman. And that's what his game has changed over the last couple of years. And that's why he's so dangerous and, to me, so almost impossible to beat because he's going to beat you out of the huddle and he's going to beat you out on the perimeter. And I... Uh, that's the dream. That's the prototype today. That's the dream. That's the, that's my game. I, that's my the whole goes full circle. I just want to come back and play. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all I want to do, Dan. I just want to come back and play. This is my. I was the oddity in 1990. I was like, he's a lefty scrambler. Get him off the field. I can't hate those guys. And now today, oh, you know, you're like, welcome. Come on in. Could, just, Steve, could you help the Jets right now? Yeah, yeah, the Jets. I mean, uh, uh, no, no, you coach. at quarterback. Oh, quarterback. Yeah, no, I can look. I, <laughs> game today. Look, you saw. I will say this: Peyton never wanted to leave the game, but his arm went out. He would still probably be trying to play. Tom played as long as he possibly could because they knew that they were trained in a more uh, sophisticated era. That's a fact. And they were taking advantage of it and abusing the system because they were trained in a different era. And the people were open. Tom once said to me, the flats are always open. The middle of the field is unpatrolled, which in the middle of the field in the day, you went in there with your life on the line. Yeah. He says, and no one can hit me. And he said, that's the game that I can dominate in. And so if you were trained in a more sophisticated day, like Aaron Rodgers, why is Aaron Rodgers trying to get back after four months? Because I'm, I was trained in a more sophisticated era, and I'm abusing the system. Give me on the field, because it's a, it's a, and these are the last of the guys. Aaron's probably the last guy that was trained uh, that way, and uh, and so everyone else will now be trained in a new era, and it's probably not as it's like anything. Is your Maybe arm strong enough to help the Jets? <laughs> yes, I can throw a few balls. All right. Okay. All right? That's don't all. Don't get me dreaming. That's... Dan, don't get me dreaming, man. Stop. <laughs> your your Stop. wife's, like... wife's going to get mad at me, but Steve like, Young says he get... can help the Jets. I like that <laughs> as a quarterback. Hey, make the headline, Dan. Uh, yeah, bring the drama. Bring the drama. Yep.
Uh, yeah, then I then I escape the pocket once and four hamstrings go, and then where are we? <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to the family. Always great to talk uh, to you. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, you're the best. That's right. uh, Hall of Famer Steve Young. Always a great conversation with Steve. We'll take a break. Running late. Back after this. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. <laughs> 